YouTube. Willkommen zum Tennis Podcast. Ich bin den Gastburger Nickamel. Uh, I'm Brandon. <laughs> Didn't know I spoke fluent German, did you? Do you really, or did you look up how to? How did you do that? You threw me off. I'm in a tailspin. Ich spreche fluent Deutsch. This is the rest of the podcast, just me typing into Google Translate between every I was going to say, it wasn't at all obvious. <laughs> uh, I speak uh, fluent German, maybe, and I'm also the star celebrity host of the Tennis Podcast. And if you missed it, if you don't speak fluent German like me at the beginning, you might have missed it, but my name is Nick. And I'm joined now by everyone's favorite slash least favorite sidekick host, Brandon Kaufman. And today, we are doing the Tennis Podcast, which is a show about covering top 10 lists. In the year 2021. It's about covering lists in the year 2021? It's just about covering lists and we're here oh, today. We're in, yes, now it's our... In, in beautiful 2021. Yeah, everything's going great. All my 2020 worries have washed away. Well, let's, we'll go back to your year of worries and uh, okay. let's talk about the year 2020, specifically the highest paid actors of 2020 is our list today that you are going to try to guess. Okay, the highest paid actors. Of 2020. Hmm. So, specifically 2020, and this is the money they made from film only in the year 2020. Yeah, it's what they earned in 2020. It's at the end of January when they get their W-2 statement, uh -huh. they have to file their, go on TurboTax and file their taxes. Mm -hmm. It'll say like yeah. $48.7 million. Now, you say actor, does it also include actresses or are you sexist? I'm not sexist, but the list is, I think all actors, male and female, prefer to be called actors. Do they? But there are no female actors on this list. I have a couple of uh, A-lister friends. I'll, I'll give them a call, see what they say about it. But where did you uh, pull your list from? It comes from Forbes. Ah. The authority on rich people. <laughs> yes. No, they really are though. So, Forbes is telling us the highest earners of 2020 in the actor slash actress universe. Yeah, except they're all, these are all also men. They combined collected $545.5 million in 2020. Hmm. Do, you, do you know how that compares to other years? No. And more than a quarter of that was paid out by Netflix. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not that surprising, but it is kind of a uh you know, striking to hear that, you know, Netflix a few years ago and not that many years ago was not in this game at all of producing content. Uh, now, here they are, the biggest well, spender. Now that no one can go to a movie theater anymore without spreading the plague, Netflix is, uh -huh. is like a pig in shit. They love the pandemic over Netflix. Nobody, wear, well, nobody wears a mask inside the Netflix corporate offices. They want that shit to keep yeah, going. That's a fact, huh? Correct me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a ton of movie production happening in 2020, right? At least not compared to a typical I year. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. Well, I know it stalled at least for a few months there in the spring, but okay. All right. I'm going to nail this list. I'm going to get 10 out of 10. Every guess will be correct. Sure. Should I start? Yeah. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> no. What do you have against God, Brandon? Didn't they make another 
you know, like he was the star of uh, what's it called, Left Behind, like Fireproof. Well, oh, Left yeah. Behind. But he also did like Fireproof. Yeah, uh-huh. But Left Behind was the big deal when he came out. Like he made a movie that was like a big hit with Christian audiences. But then mm-hmm. Hollywood remade it <laughs> with Nick Cage, right? Yeah, and left him out completely. Did you ever see the Nick Cage Left Behind? No. Okay. Did you? Nope. All right, so Kirk Cameron's not in the top 10, so I already know the wrist is ligged, but I'll continue to do it for the sake of unity in this country, uh, is number two, Raven from That's So Raven fame. No, she's a, a woman and she's not on this list. Are they all men for real? Yes. Oh. I didn't say that yeah, was I right, thought... but they are. Okay. John Cleese. No. Carrie Elways. No. Martin Lawrence. No. Of Big Mama's House, acclaim. No. All right, I'll give you some real guesses. So, I got to think. Let me ask you this. When you see the top few, can you off the top of your head think of movies they had that came out this year or is it more likely they're making movies in 2020 that come out in 2021? There's no like shocks on here. It's not really that closely tied to what movies came out when. Robert Downey Jr. No, he's not on this list. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he did anything this year but he, but it's more so, than you would make. All of these people have made more than you would make for just like, like usually like a top A-list actor, you know, it's big news when someone signs on and makes a movie that makes $20 million, right? Well, the lowest mm-hmm. earner on this list earned $40 million last year. Damn. God damn. So, it's not really dependent upon the number of like blockbusters or big movies you're in. It has more to do with... Your butt. It includes things. It includes things outside of just movies as well. Oh, okay. think of all we'll that, that comes attached yeah. with being like a brand. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people on here have endorsements and also have production companies. Well, I do. I mean, as a Nick does, I tend to uh, save my top few guesses for the end. So. In uh, observance of that, my next guess will be hmm, Robert Pattinson. He's not on here. Why am I? Uh, Tom Cruise. Nope. I was surprised, but he's not on here. Tom Cruise. Okay. Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is not on here. I would assume that he's probably not far out of the top 10. He also is involved in a couple Netflix things. Zach Efron. No. All right. I'm going to have to get to the heavy hitters here, I guess, soon. Will Smith. Will Smith is on the list. You want to guess what number? Number seven. He's number eight on the list. Knew it. Nailed it. Is Will, Will Smith doesn't seem like he is in successful blockbusters anymore. I was just thinking about this the other day. There was a time like, you know, around the time I Am Legend came out and then The Pursuit of Happiness and uh, Seven Pounds, all those. Mm-hmm. He seemed like he was just making one critically and financially successful movie after another. And he's been on a real string of bad luck lately. I can't remember the last like high quality Will Smith movie I saw that like everyone talks about. I thought the idea for the movie Gemini Man sounded cool. Mm-hmm. But I heard it was terrible. And there's so many movies that come out and I am too precious with my time. I won't like hardly watch any of them. And I heard that it wasn't good. So, I didn't watch it. And I haven't watched well, a Will Smith, Will Smith movie in a long time, kind of because I hear that they are stinkers. Same thing with After Earth. The premise of that movie sounded so interesting to me that I went and saw it in the theater. Oh, really? And it was pretty bad. It was bad. I think there's a bad sign when it stars him. Not anything against them 
in like as actors on their own, but it immediately feels like I'm not doing a vanity project. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah, vanity project. You're right. That's a yeah, Will Smith oh, yeah. had a... He had a good, good year. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he had a, a $44.5 million year last year. Now, uh, for each of these actor, actors, I have their age and height. I thought... Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it would be funny, but I do. Will Smith is 52 years old. Oh, my God. And he is six foot two. Another surprise. Why? Okay. Those, both of those things are interesting. And I think both of those things are interesting about almost everybody on this list. I'm not 100% sure why yet, but I knew that they were. Here's the deal. I knew Will Smith wasn't in his prime anymore. I would have guessed like 47, 48 though. Yeah. 52 took me back. Six foot two, I pictured him being kind of on the shorter side. He, I thought he always looked tall and athletic. He always, he always looked taller than everyone else on The Fresh Prince except for maybe Uncle Phil. I thought he was like Tyrion height this whole time. That was one of my questions on here. Did you watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah, I've watched it. Not like... I didn't like sit down and binge all the seasons in a row, but what? when it came on in syndication when I was growing up, I would watch it. Yeah, same here. I think I... Like, there aren't very many episodes of Fresh Prince that I haven't seen. And I didn't really realize that until a couple years ago that like, God, I, I, without like ever watching it during the original airing, I saw a ton of Fresh Prince and I loved it. That's mm -hmm. probably one of my top five like sitcoms. I've seen so many episodes. Aren't they uh, rebooting it? Yeah, I don't like the, I don't like that. Or maybe it's just a one-time reunion either way. I did watch on HBO Max the reunion when they got together. Oh, I didn't know it happened already. How was it? Uh, it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't like after I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it was okay. Was Carlton on there? Yeah. Everybody Never was there except for ass. Uncle Phil. Even Jazz was there. They could have reeled, uh, wheeled Uncle Phil in in his casket. <laughs> okay, <no. laughs> Jeffrey was there. He still looks like Jeffrey except he's a little bit ah, gray. Yeah. Just like you. So, part of the reason uh, Will Smith did so well is being paid for the upcoming King Richard where he plays the father of tennis greats Serena and Venus Williams. King Richard. It's about Serena and... Uh, no, it's about him. I guess it's about him. I don't know. He, he plays their father. I don't know. Maybe I will see this one. He is from West Philadelphia, mm. born and raised. Okay. He's, he's been nominated for five Golden Globes and two Academy Awards, and he's won four Grammy Awards. Was one of the Grammys for Big Willie Style, which I bought on cassette tape at nine years old? I was going to ask, also, did you own copies of Big Willie Style and or Willennium. We've definitely talked about this at some point on the show, but I did buy the cassette of Big Willie Style and on the same trip, I bought the cassette to Matchbox 20's album <laughs> and Backstreet Boys. You're nine. That's, a, that's actually, you know, that's fair. It's, you know, it's with it for nine. I had to be, my age group has to be like the last age group to buy cassette tapes. Oh, yeah, but definitely. Yeah. But even in terms of your music taste being pretty advanced, my eight-year-old is still asking Alexa to play It's Raining Tacos. <laughs> I mean, he has like, <laughs> he has, you know, a pretty good uh, music taste and he's been exposed to a lot of music that he likes. But it, like when it comes down to what he wanna, wants to listen to, it's something like It's Raining Tacos. So, I have a six and a half-year-old and she... uh 
She likes all that stupid shit too and also the fucking gummy bear song. Do you know that one? Because I'm a gummy bear. No. Well, don't look it up. Uh, but she does also ask Alexa for Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's probably their go-to like actual artist music. That's pretty good. Uh, but then second would be Britney Spears, uh-huh. classic Britney. They also love like soundtrack oh, music. We need to have a Britney Spears episode because she has enough like, I don't know, does she have enough Dude, hits? Oh yeah, I'm all in for a Britney Spears Maybe episode. I'll put that together in the future because I wouldn't be able to guess it as well as I think you could. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot to dig into about, about Britney. Yep. But as much as we want to talk about Britney, I got to say, oh, hell no, mm. which is what Will Smith works into every single one of his movies. He once stated that in his whole career, he most regrets turning down the part of Neo in The Matrix. Oh, my God. The film, he, yeah. he, the film he regrets the most making was Wild Wild West. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but, I used to love that movie. <laughs> both of those movies came out in 1999. I wonder if they were being made around the same time and maybe he turned down The Matrix to make Wild Wild West. Well, if he did, my guess is his rationale was... Um... That Wild Wild West had, he did the soundtrack for it too. Yeah, he was gonna, so, yeah. maybe that, that appealed to him. In 1995, he got divorced from his ex-wife, Cherie Zampino, and it led to a $900,000 lump sum divorce settlement for her, plus $24,000 per month in alimony and child support. God. That equals $288,000 a year. Wait a minute. So, that means he has one or more kids with his previous wife? Yeah. I don't we know. never hear about that kid. Yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's expensive kid. Kid must it's eat me. a lot. This kid must eat a lot. It's you. This is where I'm, con- I'm coming out. Will Smith's kid, me. It's me. You're doing okay at $288,000 a year. Mm-hmm, yeah. You're still getting child support. <laughs> yeah. His character in Men in Black, Agent J, was orig- not originally written to specifically be a black man. In fact, the role was offered first to white actors Chris O'Donnell and David Schwimmer before Smith accepted the part. Hang on, are you sure they're white? And if you want to look up white in the dictionary, Chris O'Donnell and David Schwimmer are like (laughs) two of the top dudes. They're up there. Now, I'm trying to think of how Men in Black would have been with Chris O'Donnell or David Schwimmer. Nothing against Chris O'Donnell. But neither of them are as charismatic and funny as Will Smith. No. Chris O'Donnell, I think, is more kind of bland. But David Schwimmer, isn't he kind of like a whiny wiener? Yeah, I don't understand that casting at all. Can't imagine that movie being anything but a turd with those other guys. (laughs) And my final note on Mr. Smith was he was among the guests at Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes' wedding ceremony in Italy. Why is he friends with Tom Cruise? From what? I don't know. Is he? Have they ever worked together? I don't know, but they're both kind of in the same realm as being like A-listers with production companies and stuff. But is he, is Will Smith a Scientologist? At least not publicly. Looking him up. Are you looking it up too? Oh, here's an article about, uh, over the years they've been linked to the church and have been spotted inside the Church of Scientology, but they've never come out and admitted They've been involved with the church in any way. They being Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. Here's what we know. Jada Pinkett Smith was accused of being a Scientologist. 
Leah Ramini, who has come out against the Church of Scientology and named Jada Pinkett Smith as a Scientologist. When did she have time to be Scientologist when she was cheating on Will with uh, August Alcina? You mean Little John? Whatever his name is. No, remember? Yeah, uh, I know, in our, it's in our funnier Google? if it's Little John. Yeah, all right. Little John, I'll edit it. You hear it here first, confirmed. That's Will Smith, Scientologist number eight. Number eight, I knew it. Got on my first guess. No other Scientologists on the list that I'm aware of. And there's no women because you, you hate women. Because I won't let them on there, no. So, let's, I'm going to go through like some of the Avengers actors. So, uh, like uh, Chris Evans. Nope. You want me to just go ahead and tell you to skip them? Okay. they're not on here. None of the Avengers are on this list. But, well, actually, I take it back. A voice from the Avengers. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Knew it. Number 10. No, he's number five. How the hell? Uh... I'm going to tell you. Benjamin Diesel. Uh-huh. His name's not Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. No, his real name is Mark Sinclair. Did you know huh. that? Not nearly as badass. No. Is Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of the fact that Mark Sinclair decided to name himself Vin Diesel, doesn't that seem a little like... Come on, man. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, Vin Diesel? It's worked out. Well, it's yeah, worked and out. it has worked out. Uh, it's worked out so that he earned $54 million in the year 2020. Uh, I don't he, even know what he... Okay. I'm going to tell you. He is 53 years old. Oh, my God. Brandon, we're getting old. All these actors <laughs> well, these that used to be young, old. strapping men. Uh, and he's six feet, zero inches tall. So, he, uh, a big part of that was he is producer on an animated Netflix series called Fast and Furious Spy Racers, which is fucking Fast and Furious for kids. You say he's the producer? Yeah. We've gone over this, but I don't even know what the producer does besides attach their name and front some money. They make it happen. They bring it all together. Well. They actually make the movie. Yeah. The, produ- the director, like you know, does the like actual sort of putting a film together. But as far as like getting everybody there together. The project. The project. Yeah, yeah that's the producer. But maybe I'm naive mm-hmm. and some of the many film buffs listening can correct me, but I just can't imagine a producer like Vin Diesel is doing that much work on an animated series. I kind of feel like it's just free money. <laughs> you don't him. think he's drawing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Is hard as fuck learning how to draw. <laughs> learning how to draw. <laughs> I've got nine months to learn how to draw and pump out 20 episodes <laughs> of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. It's just him in his garage with his girlfriend coming out going like, do you need any help? <sighs> so yeah, he has been the voice of the Iron Giant and Groot. Uh, his breakthrough was as action hero Riddick in Pitch Black. I didn't see Pitch Black, but I know there's a, a lot of Riddick fans out there. Are you a Riddick fan? Uh, yeah. Haven't you seen my face tattoo of Riddick? <laughs> Did you... How many Fast and Furious movies have you seen? Let's see. If you take 8 minus 4 plus 4 minus 8, that's my number. I don't know what that is. Have you seen any? Zero. I've not seen any either. What about Triple X? No. He's Xander Cage in the Triple X movies. 
I know this won't be a surprise to you, Mr. Brandon, but for anyone out there that doesn't know me very well, I think anybody that knows me could have answered for you. Just say, no, there's no fucking way Nick has watched Fast and Furious. You don't watch these, like these butch movies. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing Vin Diesel is, is he's butch. <laughs> uh, he's also quiet about his personal life. There aren't a lot of personal details about Vin to put in here besides his real name, Mark Sinclair. He is public about his love for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. He's played for more than 20 years and he wrote the foreword for the commemorative book that came out for Dungeons and Dragons 30th anniversary. When was that? 30th anniversary. Do you know? Uh, Must have been like sometime around 2010 or something like that. The reason I ask is because, you know, now it's kind of, I don't know if I'd use the word cool, but like accepted and like Nobody's going to make fun of you necessarily for being in, like nerd, nerd culture is like a thing now and it's. Yeah, I'd like to play You know it. what I'm saying about yeah. that? Yeah. So, be fun. nerd culture is a thing whereas like in the 90s or 80s, you probably get made fun of for that or even the early 2000s. So, I'm just wondering if uh, he kind of spearheaded the acceptance of that in any way. But, <laughs> he started kicking asses of everyone who laughed. <laughs> yep. So, that's Vin Diesel. Mark Sinclair. That's all there is to say about Vin Diesel. You don't know anything? His favorite toothpaste? Favorite food? I do know that when he was an up-and-coming actor in Hollywood in the mid-90s, he was still friends with some people like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And on a movie commentary, uh, Ben Affleck told a story about Vin Diesel leaving him a, a voicemail or an, an, a message on his answering machine. And I guess like he had landed a movie or something, but uh, Affleck came in, he had been gone for months and he had all these messages on his machine and there was one from Vin Diesel in, in the middle and he didn't say anything for, on it for a long time and then he just said, I'm blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That was his, that, he was blowing up in Hollywood. Oh. His brand. You know, the, uh, you're a big Ben Affleck fanboy. Yeah. Did you see the picture that went viral like within the last week of him trying to pick up the coffee? Having a bad day. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I've, that, I mean, that, that photo, like if you really study it for a minute, I got to pull it up to refresh my memory here. Yeah. I've read an article about how people love pictures of him looking kind of sad or exasperated or worn out by life. He's very relatable that way. Well, how about Ben Affleck or Matt Damon? Are they in this top 10? Ben Affleck is in the top 10. He's number four. <sighs> wow. I just don't feel like I hear about him that much anymore. Well, you must have your head way up your ass because he earned $55 million in the year of our Lord 2020. He starred in, uh, recently starred in The Way Back, which is about a, like a coach, a basketball coach who's a boozer. Then he earned some, uh, I know, from Netflix's uh, movie called The Last Thing He Wanted. Haven't seen either of them. Uh, I, yeah, I haven't. I don't know if the other one came out. Ben Affleck is 48 years old. Hmm. He is six foot three and a half inches tall. God. This is how you make it in Hollywood. Being you tall. You have a great face and then you're tall. Nick alluded to me being an Affleck fan and I am. I first became a fan of Affleck. If you don't know anything about him or you don't like, you think you don't like him, if you can get a hold of... <laughs> you think you don't like him. You think you don't like him, but you're probably wrong because uh, if you can get a hold of the Kevin Smith movies that have the commentary tracks, 
specifically Mallrats and Chasing Amy, the commentary tracks are funnier than the movies themselves, mostly because of Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck. I think that was probably at the height of their friendship, and they mostly spend the movie making fun of each other. And he's really, really funny. He's probably funnier than Kevin Smith. Is he funnier than me? Definitely. Hmm, and okay. his, com- his commentary in the Armageddon DVD is also very funny. Like, he makes fun of the movie and the director and the writing. Which movie? Armageddon? Armageddon, yeah. You remember he dated uh, Miss Jennifer Lopez? Yes, how could I forget? Jill G. No, that was a movie they were in. They were Benefer. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. No, oh, I know. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I thought you... I'm like adding a layer to it because I remember Jill G being like this. Geely. Everyone had their, gee, whatever the fuck, who gives a shit? Everyone had their eyes on it as this, it's like the first movie where they're together, like as a couple and in real life and in the movie and then it fucking bombed. That's it. Oh, well, they're the first celebrity couple that I remember they had a name. You know, like the, where they mashed their oh, name together. Okay. Yeah. What was... Um, Brangelina came later. Yeah, Brangelina, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Kevin Smith wrote a book. You know, on the back, they usually have three or four quotes from like a celebrity or another author that kind of endorses the book. Okay. Uh, Stephen King will say like, this book scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. His endorsement on the back of Kevin Smith's book was, now the Bible is the second greatest book ever written. Okay. <laughs> he didn't come up with that on his own. No, someone, he did. Someone gave him that one. He wrote... No, I don't believe it. He wrote a movie that won an Academy Award. What movie? Goodwill Hunting. I'm convinced that any good thing Ben Affleck has done, someone else did it for him and he's just taking credit. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. My mind won't allow me he to... He directed... <laughs> did you see Gone Baby Gone or Argo? Nope. Oh. Well, they were good. He was good in um, Gone Girl. Yes. He was a good Batman. In a bad movie, he was a good Batman. Oh, I'll take your word for it. He's got alcoholism. <laughs> oh, does he? Yep. Today? All the time. These days? Well, he's, got a, he ha- oh, okay. he's had it for a long time. Has he admitted that? Yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, okay. He's not hiding that. He doesn't want to like fucking talk about it all the time. Quit, don't dig him about it, but yeah, he's got it. Well, I'll... I'll... Nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, keep it to yourself. In 2014, he was asked to refrain from playing blackjack at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas after a series of wins aroused suspicions that he was counting cards, which is a legal gambling strategy that is frowned upon by casinos. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I get why the casino doesn't like it because it... But that's stupid. I mean, if you're going to have the skill or patience to count cards like that. Yeah, but it's their casino. It's private property. They can tell you you can't play No, I get anymore. it. I get it. I'm just saying like. You can't be a dummy and be able and count cards. No, no. That's, believe me, I, it's tough business. So, that was number four, Ben Affleck. Did you know that both Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are subscribers to our monthly newsletter? Yep. Well, they are. And if you'd like to join. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You can go to tennispod.com slash newsletter and if you do that, you'll get a nice little email once a month and in it, you will be the first to see the topics for our upcoming top tennis lists weeks in advance. So, everyone listening to this episode now knew about it a long time ago and you'll also get Brandon's exclusive one-of-a-kind Nobel Peace Prize winning New York Times bestselling exclusive blog, The Sidekick Corner 
All new place to read that is in the newsletter. Takes 30 seconds to sign up. All we need is an email address. Just go to tennispod.com slash newsletter. I, was, I got this podcasting thing down. I was mentally fast forwarding through your promo. Okay. Now, there's two on this list that I can almost guarantee you, you were never going to get. One of them, I promise you will never get unless you are suddenly watching Bollywood movies. <sighs> well, let's save that one. Let me get through a few more guesses here. How about Jim Carrey? No. He was in Sonic. Okay. Johnny Depp. No. He has his own troubles. Mm. Mel Gibson, Bruce Willis, Tom Hanks. No, no, no. Liam Neeson. No. Uh, James Franco. He's dead. James Franco's not dead, you asshole. Oh, no, he's not. He's not on this list. He's alive. What's going to suck is if he does die like a day before this episode releases, but we've already recorded <laughs> I'll it. I'll look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, how about uh, our, our, one of our closest friends, Nicolas Cage? No, he's not on here. Okay, how many of the remaining ones are like institutions like Will Smith, Vin Diesel, Ben Affleck versus like the trendy up-and-coming actors of the day? Oh, five. And the other two are big names in worlds that maybe you aren't... Well, one, I know you're not a part of because you don't watch Bollywood and you'll never guess it. And the other one, I just don't... So, I know... Who I think number one is, but I'm going to save it for last. Are they all white guys besides the Bollywood actor? Uh, they're all white guys except for a Chinese guy. Jackie Chan? Fucking Jackie Chan is number 10. Oh, that's got to be all the endorsements in China and shit. Yeah, I wonder what he's endorsing. Well, I know fucking... one thing he's endorsing. Fucking fascism. Whoa. Uh, he supports the Chinese government. Yeah, this isn't probably the most glowing set of uh, facts about, <laughs> about Jackie Chan. <laughs> well, every time Jackie Chan has come up in the past, you fucking rip on his ass. Yeah, I think he's a bit you of a You fucking dickhead. roast him. Yeah, but he's so happy-go-lucky and friendly and cute in all the movies. Is he? He's almost like childlike sometimes in his innocence. You'd be happy and go-lucky and cute if you earned $40 million in 2020. I did. He's 66 years old. And he is four feet, nine inches tall. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that real? Yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Four <laughs> feet, nine inches tall. <laughs> no, he's five, nine. <laughs> but there was, like, I was 98% <laughs> sure you were full of shit, but there was 2% of me where I was like, For a minute, wow. you're like, holy shit, they just give a bunch of small people in those movies. <laughs> he's a fast little thing, isn't he? Yeah. Now he's five, nine. He was in five movies in 2020. What? I don't remember well, any of that. They're fucking Chinese. Were they all in China? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with, I guess. I didn't, <laughs> they came out here, they must have been dog shit because I didn't even hear about them. But yeah, I got millions in endorsements and uh, licensing deals. Now, for those of you who don't speak Japanese or Chinese... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I, this is a good time to let you know I'm also fluent in Chinese. Uh, you're going to do very well then. He is a Hong Kong martial artist, actor, stuntman, filmmaker, action choreographer, and singer. Singer. So, he is known in the cinematic world for his slapstick, acrobatic fighting style, his comic timing, his use of, use of improvised weapons, which also sounds fucking dangerous. 
Isn't that one of your talents? Improvised <laughs> weapons? And innovative. Sounds like something Dwight would have on his resume. Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah, improvised weapons. And innovative stunts, which he typically performs himself. He is trained in wushu or kung fu <laughs> <laughs> and hapkido and has been a- acting since the 60s, appearing in over 150 films. I remember seeing uh, like an extras or special features on Rush Hour, one of the Rush Hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, during one of the stunts, he broke his ankle. But rather than delay filming, they just made like a special shoe for him to help his ankle and he continued doing his own stunts. <laughs> special shoe full of fucking drugs. <laughs> in 2016, he was the second highest paid actor in the world. Wow. Now... It's all the China shit. Well, it has to be. Yeah, it's all the China shit. Now, listen, speaking of the China shit, mm-hmm. now you've seen the Rush Hour movies. I've seen, I think, two of them when they first came out. I haven't seen them in a long time. They're not like... It's not like fucking Miracle on 34th Street where we bust... Every year we bust out. It's Rush Hour week in our mm-hmm. house. It's strange. But from what I have seen of him in movies, he's not a fucking good actor in English. Yeah, I guess he's not a good actor, but he is, he does have a presence right, but and is, he does. I guess what I'm asking is, is he a better actor in Chinese? He's got to be, right? Oh, probably, probably. Just I've never... I'm a better podcast host than German. Yeah. So, he began producing records. He started cutting music professionally in the 80s. <sighs> he's gone on to become a successful singer in Hong Kong and Asia, which Hong Kong is in Asia. He has released 20 albums since 1984 and has performed vocals in Cantonese, Mandarin, Japanese, Taiwanese, and English. He He speaks all those? No, but I think he learned to sing the songs in those languages. He can barely speak English. Okay, well, (laughs) Japanese, I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. He often sings the theme songs of his films, (laughs) which play over the closing (laughs) credits. I thought that was like... Kind of hilarious. (laughs) Fucking balls it takes to sing the theme song of your own movie over the credits. His first musical recording was Kung Fu Fighting Man. The theme song played over the closing credits of The Young Master in 1980. Everyone was Kung Fu Fighting. This was Kung Fu Fighting Man. It's a story about just one man. Kung Fu Fighting. And then in 2009... Jackie Chan was named an anti-drug ambassador by the Chinese government, actively taking part in anti-drug campaigns and supporting President Hu Jintao's declaration that illegal drugs should be eradicated and their users punished severely. In 2014, when his own son JC was arrested for cannabis use, he said that he was angry, shocked, heartbroken, and ashamed of his son. He also remarked... (laughs) I hope all young people will learn a lesson from JC and stay far away from the harm of drugs. I say to JC that you have to accept the consequences when you do something wrong. What are the consequences there for that? Uh, Let's see. Penalty for cannabis use in China. It is illegal to possess it or use it. The penalty for marijuana possession in China disputed from various sources see they're so fucking secretive they don't even know for sure what it is yeah but according to the law on public security administration punishments marijuana smokers shall be detained for 10 to 15 days and fined a maximum of 
2000 Chinese money. <laughs> Whatever their money is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's a fucking commie narc. God, you just don't like Jackie Chan. He's siding with the Chinese government. Well, he, Jackie Chan has done drugs. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's done a little toot toot. He smoked a little weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he does in a movie too. I remember in, uh, it might have been Shanghai Noon, I think. Yeah, he fucking took a reefer with uh, the Native Americans. Yeah. See? He smoked a peace pipe. Hey, you mentioned that he sang his own theme songs. What if, or uh, the closing credit songs, what if that was the standard in all movies? So, you'd have Mel Gibson singing his closing credits songs. You'd have... I'm the lethalest weapon. (laughs) Hey, is Danny Glover in the top 10? Will Smith sings the fucking songs in his movies. Wiki wah wah, wiki wiki wah wah. Yeah. That was great. You, what you just did right there, you're going to get a call from a Nashville agent this week looking to sign you Uh to start a musical career (laughs) because of that. We need to speed this up. We're only like four deep here. Give me a hint. Okay, so one of these, like I said, is a Bollywood actor. You want to just knock him out real quick? Yeah, this fellow's name is Ash K. Kumar. Have you ever heard of him? Love Ash K. Kumar. I've never heard of Ash K. Kumar. He's number six on this list. You didn't see the with him in it? No, I've never seen any of this shit. He made $48.5 million in 2020, mostly from Bollywood movies, but he is making his first TV series, The End, for Amazon Prime. This is his first TV series. He's only starred in movies uh, for his like 30 plus year career. He's 53 years old and he's 5 foot 10, which is a fine height for an Indian man. Whoa. Well, that's what he is. He's from India, so he's Indian man. Okay. All Most right. of his money comes from endorsement deals. Deals. <laughs> deals. He... <laughs> bunch of endorsement pickles. Yeah, but just, it's all. <laughs> I think you can, can, you can eat pickles in India. We'll have to look it up. He endorses everything from multivitamins to toilet cleaners. Yeah. IMDb lists him as an actor in 156 movies and a producer of 18. Now he's Indian born, and then he is now a naturalized Canadian. He gave up his Indian citizenship in 2011 and became Canadian. But now he's like trying to take it back and go back to India. He's trying to say that he went to Canada because he thought the Canadian Hindi language film industry was taking off and he made like 15 turd movies in a row. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to go back to India. I like the idea of him making 15 movies in a row where the storyline revolves around turds. (laughs) So, he is kind of like the Jackie Chan of India, I guess. He's a black belt in Taekwondo and he's, that's where he, in India is where he became a black belt in Taekwondo. And then he traveled to Thailand and studied Muay Thai boxing in Bangkok. And then we returned to Bombay in India, started teaching martial arts. This is when he was young. And the father of one of his martial arts students was also a model coordinator. He recommended that Kumar go into modeling, which turned into acting. How's the ass? In 2005, he was awarded the highest Japanese honor of katana and a sixth degree black belt in Kuyuyakai Koju Ryu Karate. 
Yeah, yeah. This guy can kick your ass. My favorite kind. This guy can kick your ass in six different degrees of karate shit. Yeah, but he's only 5'10", so he'll... Even Ben Affleck could take him because Ben's 6'3". Yeah. You know, height's the definitive measure of toughness. Of a man, yeah. Says number six, Ash K. Kumar. You need some more hints? And there's another one on here I don't think you will get. I know who it is, though. The Hamilton guy. I didn't see it. I don't know. Who is it? You know the name of this guy, Lynn Manuel. Oh. Manuel? Um, Lynn Manuel? Miranda? It's Lynn Manuel? I, I think I know who that is. Let me. He has a goatee. His hair is like in a ponytail, I think. Yeah. I, I, I've seen this guy. Yeah. It, did he get so much money because of Hamilton? Hamilton made a shit. He like wrote, he's like a fucking everything guy. He's a... Oh, okay. He does all this shit. He, well, you're about to find out. Lynn Manuel. Lynn, I don't know. It's got to be Manuel. Manuel. You Lin, need to get more culture. Lynn Manuel. I'm bad at pronouncing. I'm just going to call him Mr. Miranda. What number is Mr. Miranda? He's number seven. Knew it. He earned $45.5 million in 2020. He is 40 years old. He's the youngest man. Youngest so far. Uh, yeah, he's the youngest uh, in the top 10. And he's five foot nine. <laughs> he is an American actor, singer, rapper, composer, producer, and playwright. He created and starred in the Broadway musicals In the Heights and Hamilton. His awards include a Pulitzer Prize, three Tony Awards, three Grammy Awards, an Emmy Award, a MacArthur Fellowship, and a Kennedy Center honor in 2018. Mr. Big Shot over here. Yeah, his notes made me feel like fucking nothing. Well, he did the songs for Moana. He does. Oh fuck. He part oh, of the, I, you know I do recognize part that. Part of name, this though. is that he did, made a deal with Disney to do songs for a bunch of their movies. He's producing a ton of shit and like writing stuff and doing music for stuff. They also had I think Hamilton the musical is on. Disney now too. I don't have an excuse yeah, it is. to not have seen it. Am I an idiot because I haven't seen it? I mean, I haven't seen it, I, but I saw that it came out. Smart people say it's good. Musicals are not my bag, man. Yeah, musicals are not my bag either. Not enough tits in him. He seems like a, a heck of a guy. Seems like a good guy. Better than us. There's not a whole lot interesting about him. Maybe partly because he's so young <laughs> in his career. No, interesting as far as like this podcast. Scandalous. Yeah. I don't want to talk about all his like great accomplishments, all the shit he's done. I <laughs> talk about like, you know, if he made shitty albums at one his point. His illegitimate children, his uh, many right. divorces. Uh, his support of communist China. <laughs> right. So, that's him. Mr. Miranda. So, he's got more talent in his pinky than you and I got in 10 lifetimes each. Yeah. Combined. He makes us look like idiots and that's why I tried to Get through him as quickly as possible. Mr. Miranda is number seven. Well, bye, 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 Mr. Miranda. How about Justin Timberlake in the top ten? No. He's, you, but you're on the right track in terms of household names. The four remaining actors on this list are all household names. Your mom knows all these guys' names. Morgan Freeman. No. He does a lot of like voice stuff. So yeah, uh, younger than Morgan Freeman. But yeah, your mom still knows who's the, who these guys are. Give me a moment. Let me give you a, what I think might lead you down the primrose path for the remaining ones. All of the remaining ones are attached to Netflix deals. Adam Sandler. 
Adam Sandler is number nine on the list. I knew it. Give me some credit. Give me some skin on that one. No. Adam Sandler made $41 million in the year 2020. He is 54 years old. God damn. He is five foot nine. <laughs> little fucking Adam Sandler is a little guy. <laughs> he loves to play basketball. He's five foot nine. Yeah, he is not the movie star that studio execs call on anymore to deliver big box office results. So you wouldn't think that. He makes a ton of movie money, right? He peaked in 1998. That's the, the most Adam Sandler movies ever made in a year was 1998. He earned or he sold $240 million in domestic box office tickets that year. For what? Oh, for all movies. Well, at least one. Well, that was Waterboy. Waterboy, yeah. was at least one of them that year. He's been trending downward since. 2019's Uncut Gems only earned $51 million total at the box office. Amazing movie, though. Yeah, very Uncut Gems, very good. But secret to being number nine on this list is that Netflix paid him $31 million in 2019, and that was 75% of his income, uh, as part of his four-film $250 million deal that he signed with him in 2014. Netflix users have streamed more than 2 billion hours of Sandler, of Sandman movies. It's peculiar. Now, maybe not, but like they won't pay to go to a movie to see him, but they will sit and watch it when it's included in their Netflix subscription, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's harder for comedies to make a lot of money in the theater now. But anyway. Anymore, yeah. Blowing it up, as uh, Vin Diesel would say on Netflix. According to Forbes magazine, for each dollar Adam Sandler gets paid, his movies average $9 of gross income. Oh, wow. God damn. Okay. A lot of return on investment for Sandler. Yeah, I was worried that uh, his movies were bombing, but I'm hearing the opposite here. Can you like... I love Adam Sandler. I have a... Like, most of his movies have sucked, you know, since 98, I'll admit. Yeah, but I have I a soft spot for him just because I, I loved his 90s work so much. Well, same here. I don't care if he makes... Uh, he has a... It seems like he has a good setup for life. He makes movies with his friends where it's basically like they go on vacation, they have a good time making a movie, they employ a lot of people, and then like a few months later, my parents watch his movie on TV and they tell us like how funny it was. I'm like, all right, good for everybody. Everyone had a good time here. You're absolutely right on all that, spot on. And it's like he never ever cared or showed any indication of caring about like his legacy or credentials until uh, Uncut Gems. That's the, well, I mean, I know he did like Punch Drunk Love and stuff, but. He's done some good, he was in Spanglish, I think he was pretty good too. But yeah, he just does, okay. he, does it, he does stuff to make money, he does interesting stuff. He's, he's having a good time. Yeah, good for him. And then my last note on Adam Sandler, IMDB, they have the trivia page. And at the end of the trivia page are quotes from the actor. And some of them are strange and out of context. Uh, they're like, you know, specific questions someone asked them about a specific topic from a movie or they're semi-inspirational. And you're like rolling your eyes because, you know, this actor who makes $20 million a movie is telling me like yep. <laughs> the secret to a successful life. But Adam Sandler's, one of his quotes caught my eyes and it's labeled, uh, I guess this was a comment he made after getting laser eye surgery. He said, now I realize how ugly I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the only, like, I don't know who decided that quote needed to go on here on IMDb. 
that he so dude the imdb pages are always so random yeah uh, that made me laugh and yeah i can see him saying it cool well i love adam sandler yeah listener of the show so you have the top three remaining all household names i'll give you another clue about number three he is from boston just like number four mark Wahlberg. number four it is mark Wahlberg. Number three. Knew it. Now, Mark Wahlberg earned $58 million in the year 2020. He is 49 years old. I got to see his height. Hang on, no, let me no, guess. No, no, no. D- yeah, guess. Don't, don't look it up. How tall do you think Mark Wahlberg is? 5'8". He's 5'8". We should do a top height. I'm going to start <laughs> including height in my trivia whenever I can. Okay. His action comedy, Spencer Confidential, is Netflix. Let Netflix's third watch. God damn it. Let me say that all over. Wow. <laughs> Do you need a minute? His action comedy, Spencer Confidential, is Netflix's third most watched original film. Ever? Yeah. I've never watched it. Have you? No. I just heard about it when I was making this list. Now, he is from South Boston, the youngest of nine children, and oh his God. brother was a new kid, Donnie Wahlberg. Was Donnie a new kid? New kid on the block? You didn't know that? Yeah, Donnie, no. Donnie Wahlberg was in the new kids. He was, he was Donnie the new kid. Didn't know. Don't care. And Mark was Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch, right? So, by the age 13, Mark Wahlberg had developed an addiction to cocaine and other substances. By what? Age 13? Age 13. We're about to go. Man, I didn't hit it until I was at least 14. We're about to go on a fucking ride with Mark Wahlberg. At age 15, Wahlberg and three friends chased after three black children, yelling, kill the N, kill the N. Oh my God. And throwing rocks at them. You know, in the cancel culture of today, <laughs> I'm surprised that has not come back to bite him more. I don't get it either because there's, uh, trust me, it goes on. The next day, they followed a group of mostly black fourth graders who were on a field trip to the beach and yelled racial epithets and threw rocks at them. At age 17, while high on PCP, while fucking wet on angel dust, mm-hmm. he assaulted a middle-aged Vietnamese man on the street, calling him a Vietnam fucking shit and knocking him unconscious with a large wooden stick. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> when you're high on PCP, things tend to happen. Yeah. He attacked a second Vietnamese man later the same day, punching him in the eye. He was charged with attempted murder and pled guilty to felony assault and served 45 days in jail. That's it? That's it. In 1992, when he was Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch, his friend held a man down while Mark repeatedly kicked him in the face, breaking his jaw. God. So, in 2014, after, you know, he's made a a bunch of movies and millions of dollars, he applied for a pardon for his convictions. One of the black children attacked by Wahlberg, who I assume also grew up and is now an adult. I don't know why they would, I, well, whatever. They still say, it still makes me think that they're still a child. Opposed the pardon, saying a racist will always be a racist. Judith Beals, who had been the prosecutor in some of those cases, argued that Wahlberg has never acknowledged the racial nature of his crimes and that a pardon would undermine Wahlberg's charity work, saying, a formal public pardon would highlight all too clearly that if you are white and a movie star, a different standard applies. 
Is that really what Wahlberg wants? In 2016, Wahlberg said that he regretted his attempt to obtain a pardon, and his petition was closed after he failed to answer a request from the pardon board as to whether he wanted it to remain open. This is all making me like Marky Mark a little less. Well, I got one more that is going to, I hope, put the nail in the coffin. Now, I'm sure you've heard before that Seth MacFarlane was originally meant to be on one of the the American Airlines flight that went into the World Trade Center on 9-11. By chance, he didn't get on the plane, so he avoided disaster. Did you know that Mark Wahlberg was supposed to be on Flight United 93, the one that they made the movie about, the one that crashed in a field in Pennsylvania? Uh Uh-huh. No, I didn't know that. He missed his flight. He wasn't on the plane. And in the quotes section of IMDb, he has a quote on narrowly avoiding being in the hijacked flight United 93 on September 11th. He says, if I was on that plane with my kids, it wouldn't have went down like it did. There would have been a lot of blood in that. Okay. (laughs) There would have been a lot of blood in that first class cabin. And then me saying, okay, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. We certainly would have tried to do something to fight. I've probably had over 50 dreams about it. Okay. There's a lot of things wrong with that. One, he's completely disrespecting and undermining every <laughs> victim on that plane. Yeah. By just assuming they didn't fight hard enough. He was saying there would have been a lot of blood in the first class cabin and then him saying, we're going to land somewhere safely. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to commandeer the plane. Everybody's like, like, what is this? Thank God Mark Wahlberg's here. <laughs> Marky Mark. You've lost a fan today, bro. He's just laying on the head on his pillow, looking up at the ceiling with a big smile on his face, thinking about kicking the ass of all these terrorists in the first class cabin. I like the detail of the first class cabin yeah, too. You dumbass. Like you had to slip that in. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Marky Mark is going through life satisfied and also hoping that it continues to stay this way, that nobody's bringing this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. <laughs> like I've never heard anyone ask him in an interview about his arrest for attempted murder of a, what was it, a, a Vietnamese man? Hey, so. if I did nothing else here, I hope I've opened some minds today. Yeah, and uh, hopefully Mark Wahlberg will be commandeering your next uh, airline adventure so you can feel safe. We're going to land somewhere safely, don't worry. As opposed to somewhere not safe. As soon as he says, don't worry, all the women on, the, on board are like, oh, God. <laughs> Something about the way you said that really <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, Mark Wahlberg, number three, there's two left. Yeah, and I, I know, I'm pretty confident who number one okay. is again. So, I'm going to try to guess two now. I'm going to go with Brad Pitt. No, you're close. It's... Uh, Leo. Up the, uh, another handsome, you're, you're naming all the handsome man, men and this is a, he's known for being handsome. George Clooney? <laughs> no, he, he's handsome. Think handsome and funny. Handsome and funny. He plays an R-rated superhero. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds earned $75.1 million in the year 2020, making him number two on the list. 46 years old. He is 44 years old. I knew it. And he is six foot two. Huh, also taller than I would have thought. Yeah. $20 million each for Netflix's Six Underground and Red Notice. Which I don't think has come out yet. He has a fear of flying. 
And a lot of people have a fear of flying, but the reason he has a fear of flying is because he once went skydiving and his parachute failed to open at the first attempt. Ugh, that would fuck with me. Does that mean he jumped out of the plane and the, like, the first parachute didn't open, but the spare did? That's how I interpret it, yes. Yeah, I guess I would never go again after that. Well, I would never go first, period. You wouldn't go? I mean, do you want to go skydiving? Hmm. I would never do it. I'll never have the balls to do it. Because of stories like this, there's a few seconds there, maybe more than a few seconds, where you think it's over because your parachute didn't open. Well, and he's been public about his struggles with anxiety, so I'm sure he had a fucking, he like, yeah, never mind. I can totally see it. It's giving me anxiety now. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. No way. Did you know he has been engaged to Alanis Morissette? No. And... Remember, he was married to Scarlett Johansson for a couple years. No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know or forgot both of those. Yeah. That seems like a lot of range in terms of like women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he married Scarlett and Johansson. And now isn't he with um, yeah, he's Blake Lively now? He's been to Blake Lively for a while. Now, I do think it's suspect that his like three of his top relationships seem to have been with like other huge stars. A-listers. Right. Yeah. So, I'm kind of wary of it, but... My wife said that they're like legit, that Blake Lively's pretty cool. <laughs> they're legit. Okay. Yeah. Your wife's an inside source on the... Yeah, she's got a good understanding <laughs> of that. Ryan Reynolds can do a standing backflip. Cool. Kind of a surprise. Uh, some notes about privacy. Sometimes when his privacy has been invaded, these, both these stories were nuts to me. When his first daughter was born, a good friend of his... And he was described by Reynolds as someone who was close enough to him that they were there when the baby was born. This good friend of his tried to sell pictures of his daughter to a tabloid magazine. Oh my God. I know. A furious Reynolds confronted the friend and confirmed the story was true and then told him that their friendship was destroyed. They would never speak to or see each other again. Tabloid did not use the pictures because it would have left them open to a massive invasion of privacy lawsuits. That like... You know they would have though. Yeah. Like... <laughs> it wasn't for that. I realized that someone who made... How much money did I say he made last year? $75 million? $75 million. You know, maybe someone who made $75 million doesn't need like a whole ton of sympathy. But, you know, obviously that comes with some other problems. Think about how like someone that you are close enough to that they were there when your baby is born. And then like... Yeah, it's a betrayal. They, yeah, they wipe their ass with your privacy. And your friendship. Yeah. Another one, this, this one is way in the past. And I think he would probably have like, I mean, obviously he would tell this in a funny way now. When he was a toddler, a newspaper gave out his address for no apparent reason accompanying a photo of him at the local pool. What? Yeah. When he was three? When he was a toddler... A newspaper gave out his address for no apparent reason accompanying, a, I don't know, accompanying a photo of him at the local pool. Is this the end of the factoid? Yeah, I'm, let me try to go. Why is this? Well, I'm like, who found this information and who posted it? I mean, it is weird, but ultimately doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a completely useless. It's got to be something fact. that he told. You know, like something that you would bring up on like a late night talk show. Yeah, but that's just... Yeah, he's Canadian, so it happened in Canada. Mm. Or I guess if they see a cute boy in his skivvies at the pool, they want to make sure everyone knows where he lives. 
So you said you know who number one is. I have a feeling in, you're in the zone enough to guess. I know number one. I'm very confident in number one because I remember seeing the 2019 list somewhere along the way mm-hmm. and it was your friend and mine, uh, The Rock. Yeah, you're right. He is topping the list for a second year in a row. It is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He earned $87.5 million last year. He's in everything. He's in so much shit every year. It's not that surprising. Yeah. Uh, I've even got note on something he wasn't in that would have been a much better movie if he was. Uh, in a moment here, he's 48 years old. He looks like he, he looks, if you, if I just looked at him and had to guess, like saw this dude on the street, I would say 40, 42, something like that. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I mean, not something ridiculous. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he's 30. He's got like. He doesn't look 17. But, god damn. Six foot five, 260 pounds. <laughs> yes. Now, compare that to Jackie Chan's four foot nine, 86 pounds. 86 pounds. <laughs> four foot nine and 86 pounds. That's not He's true. Chinese. No, four foot nine. <laughs> All right. So, anyway. Oh, you're going to get us blacklisted in China. He earned $23.5 million from his upcoming Netflix film, Red Notice. And I m- mentioned that also with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Right, right. In it. Now, I, it hasn't come out yet, but I want you to listen to the description. In the world of international crime, Interpol issues a red notice, a global alert to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. (laughs) The hunt is carried out to Indonesia. And now here's the cast. Ready? Uh Uh-huh. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, plays an Interpol agent who is the world's greatest tracker. (laughs) It reminds me of... um... Left behind, remember? Yeah, the Williams, world's greatest. The world's greatest investigative journalist. Well, it gets better. So, The Rock is the world's greatest tracker. Gal Gadot as the world's greatest art thief. This is the world's greatest movie. Ryan Reynolds as the world's greatest con man. I'm okay. So, I went to the Wikipedia. It is a comedy. So, the, okay. there's a little bit of relief there. <laughs> okay. Never. <laughs> It'd be better if it wasn't a comedy, though, for sure. Yeah, it com- read like it was being played straight, and I was like, well, why the fuck? Why is, why is this like the Justice League? <laughs> why can't they just be a really good tracker and a really skilled art thief to definitely be the world's greatest? <laughs> he also, Dwayne Johnson, uh, earned a lot from his successful Under Armour line, which I was completely unaware of, called Project Rock. Have you seen any of these clothes? Yeah, I see it all the time on his Instagram and shit. Oh. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I, I must not follow him anymore I don't, or I don't see it. So, I just looked it up today and it's all got the, the Brahma bull on it. Mm-hmm, the bull. When I saw the Brahma bull, I went like on a little trip down memory lane to YouTube and pulled up some like classic The Rock wrestling <laughs> clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, do you remember when uh, Mankind did the This Is Your Life thing to The Rock? Yes. Oh, you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually do know what that is. Well, for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, the wrestler Mankind does a version of the movie This Is Your Life where they bring out, used to be that they brought out like a celebrity and they would bring out three people from their life who like maybe had an influence on them or someone they knew along the way. 
So he's going to do this to The Rock. And first he brings out The Rock's uh, like eighth grade home economics teacher. And when she comes out, <laughs> The Rock is like, he stops her. She comes up for a hug. He puts his hand out like, nope. <laughs> and you can tell by the way he cocks his head like a fucking hawk who has heard a mouse scurry. He, you know, he would, he kind of. Dude, Church. I actually love w- the, that classic rock. Yeah, I do too. From that time, because he's so, it'd be impossible for me to not laugh he's in so, that moment. I, you know I, what I'm I mean? telling you, but I he, laughed my fucking ass off today watching these clips. <laughs> so, he stops her and he's whipping his head around at her and, you know, he just stares at her. He stares at her like the Terminator. Yeah. He, right. he's, uh, he's like, never a smile. And he's like, do you remember when, you know, you denied the rock? Rock wanted to make pancakes. You said tomorrow we're making pancakes. The next day we got to school and you said, I'm sorry, but I'm all out of Aunt Jemima. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you still like to bake? She nods and he's like, yeah, you know your roles? (laughs) And the crowd's like, yeah, yeah, we know what that means. (laughs) And he's like, well, now it's time for you to know your role and shut the hell up. (laughs) The old lady's like, she can't believe it. And then he tells her, uh, God, he asks her if she smells what the rock is cooking and he banishes her and then <laughs> banishes her. <laughs> that word <laughs> banishes. It's fucking hilarious. But when you watch something like that, it's easy to see, you know, why Hollywood ended up being interested in him. Uh, anyway, he now owns the rights to the name, the rock. He got that from, uh, Vince. McMahon. I was about to say mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> that that would be a story. <laughs> he could have easily taken it away from Vince Vaughn. He was Tim Burton's second choice for the role of Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wait, what? You know, Tim Burton made another, made another movie. Yeah, with, with Johnny Depp, Depp right? Yeah. He, this said that he was Tim Burton's second choice for the role of... I mean, it could be bullshit. It was on the internet. But I would rather have seen that movie. That's such a strange choice isn't that so random though i cannot picture that at all imagine his face with that makeup on how frightening he would be how big he is in that makeup yeah he has a fear of spiders well who fucking doesn't which i thought was cute if you don't have a fear of spiders then just fucking unsubscribe because you're not an actual person okay so our last note about our last actor our last well-paid 2020 actor is I think one of the most scandalous we've ever had. Uh Uh-oh. In a YouTube video by Joe Weller, Dwayne Johnson was asked to talk about his first kiss. He said that his first kiss lasted eight minutes with a teacher when he was in fourth grade. Uh Uh-oh. Was it the home economics teacher with the pancakes? (laughs) The one he told to pancake her ass on out of here. (laughs) Well, it said that when he was in high school, he was already six foot five and had a mustache. So, I assume that when he was in fourth grade, he was probably, what, 6'2 <laughs> and had a mustache? <laughs> yeah. He made out with a teacher for eight minutes when he was in fourth grade. Fourth graders are 10 years old. Well, is it possible he's bullshitting? Maybe. Did you actually watch the interview or just read a quote? I watched him kiss that teacher. <laughs> okay, there was a camera there. It was on an old camera, yeah. I mean, it was on the internet, so it's probably true. Well, eight minutes is a long-ass kiss, too. I don't want to kiss anybody for eight minutes. That's how he originally got the name The Rock because his tongue is so strong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. The last time you and I were kissing for like seven minutes, I was like, we got to stop. 
too long, too much. Your rock is hurting me. <laughs> all right. That top 10. Can't say anything bad about the rock though. No, he seems all right. Now, those top 10 highest paid actors of 2020, again, were number 10, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Communist tool, Jackie Chan. Five foot nine, Jackie Chan. Four foot nine. Number nine, Adam Sandler. Number eight, Will Smith. Number seven, Lynn Manuel. Miranda. God damn it. Manuel. Manuel. <laughs> Manuel. Mr. Miranda. It's Manuel. Isn't it? Manuel. I think it's, it's Manuel. Not, they didn't name him after a fucking TV instruction book. Manuel. Manuel. I don't Manuel. Number six, Ash K. Kumar. Number five, Vin Diesel, also known as Mark Sinclair. Yep. Number four, Benjamin Jizza Affleck. Wait, Jizza? That's his middle name is like Geza or Jizza. No, it's not. It is. And number three, Mark Wahlberg. Number two, Ryan Reynolds. And number Wayne. Number, <laughs> number one. <laughs> number Wayne. <laughs> number one, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock Johnson. I can smell what you're cooking. You know, something The Rock used to say is that he's going to lay the smack down. Right? Yeah. So, Brandon, how often do you lay the smack down on yourself? <laughs> as often as you uh, turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. <laughs> straight up your candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved candy ass too. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, that was a fun list. Uh, I'd like to thank all top 10, including Manuel Miranda, for uh, listening to the show right now. They're all big supporters. They're all Patreon members. And I think some of them have even left us some podcast reviews. Let's see if I'm going to read any of them right now. First one comes from Fried Penguin on Podchaser said, if there was a top 10 list of podcasts, at least eight of the entries would be 10-ish. Oh. Love the show. Go ahead. No, I was just, that was in like a, an excitement noise. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay. So, eight, eight of the top 10 would be 10-ish. What are the other two? Are there even any other top 10 list podcasts out there anymore? There oh, probably is. These are the top, it, we would be eight of the top 10 lists. podcasts about top 10 lists? Yeah, right. Oh, I thought we'd be number one. Well, eight of the 10, he doesn't specify where we'd rank. It's possible we are number one. We got to be number Let's one. Let's continue. We'd be one-ish at least. Uh, the next one comes from Slash City Sam on Apple Podcasts who says, an amazing-ish podcast. Okay. You know you're hooked on a podcast when you start to talk back to it. Hosts Nick and Brandon had me doing just that in a matter of minutes. A major strength of their show is the back and forth banter without one carrying the show while the other one shines. And I think that Slash City Sam is misinformed because there's a very clear one of us that carries the show while the other shines. I am the oxen and you are my ignorant yoke. Don't you remember last week we had that review on Patreon where they said that Nick is amazing and Brandon is just kind of there. So, I'm starting to see a trend here of our reviewers. That's not a trend at all. That's one person and then you completely misrepresenting the next one. No, I'm going to lump them all into the same. Well, what does the rest of that review say? That was it. That was it. They said that the show's great because it's not just one host carrying the show while the other one shines. And I'm going to say, I carry the show, the show and I make it shine. And that Thomas from Patreon last week agreed and this is the start of a trend. It's not a trend if only one person says it. No, we're at two out of two now. You're the other person. No, what do you mean you're I'm the, the other two, person? The other person who's, you're citing someone who said you, that specifically that you don't carry it in shine. No, they didn't say that you don't. They said no one does. Well, they're, I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's misinformed. So, if he's wrong, then you can't count him as someone who said it. And it's not a trend. 
All right, it's a trend. If you want me to read your review and to contribute to the growing, alarmingly rapidly growing trend of people noticing Brandon underperforming on the show, then you can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. You can follow us on there and leave a review and I'll read it. And probably misinterpret it. This is a trend we need to keep our eye on. We need to get our best data analysts on it. You'll just misrepresent it. Speaking of misrepresenting, Brandon has misrepresented himself and I have correctly guessed 10 out of 10 of the top 10 highest paid actors of 2020. We'll be back next week with episode 116. Yes. Thanks for your listening and we will see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.